Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash a thing or two today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash a thing or two. Before we get into the show, fun fact, this podcast was born out of a newsletter that we started way back in 2012. People really seem to like it, and we think you will too. It's a quick hit list of 10 things we've discovered recently that we love. Everything from recipes to beauty products to books to tools to truly anything that excites us. We send it every Monday. We do take some holidays off, and it's free. Sign up at a thing or 2HQ.com. Here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Join our Geneva. How do you like that? It's a delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. Let's Geneva is okay. Here's what I'll say about Geneva. It's like Please. Slack, but way more fun. And it's not Slack. It's like Slack, but it's not work. And it's all a thing or two listeners and readers. And they are answering questions, starting conversations, asking questions. It's good. If you need to know what are the cute blank, they have answers. If you are planning a vacation and need to know where to go, they know. They do know. That's the pitch. It's very That's good for pitch. vacation planning. I, I think so. I think people have re- started to recognize that. Yes. We'd like to circle back on a topic that came up on a recent episode, which mm-hmm. was the idea of things that are regrettably worth it. Yeah. This started because somebody submitted as an Instagram thingy, the Nilly Lotan Brady tee, which I do think in general that expensive t-shirts are canonical, regrettably worth it. Canonical. And it's just such a good category to explore. And as our audience does, they immediately got it and have been jumping in with their own regrettably worth it. The single most popular so far, another one for the canon, is Skims. Which was so funny because somebody submitted it and did not tag it as regrettably worth it. And then so many people jumped in our DMs and just responded with regrettably worth it. Annie, Haley, and Sarah shout outs (laughs) for recognizing Skims as regrettably worth it. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. Well- And it's good because the most obvious subcategory of regrettably worth it is expensive things. 
But regrettably worth it is so much more than just expense. Totally. It is like peeling chickpeas for hummus. Mm -hmm. Regrettably worth it. Like this time consuming thing where you're like, what, like, what are we doing? Do we really need to? But Um, yes. Or like, am I really going to buy this thing? Am I going to fall for what feels like Mm -hmm. marketing pitch or whatever? Like, no, regrettably worth it. Yeah. Someone else submitted sleep consultants for toddlers. Law school was a really good one. Somebody submitted. Bold. Christy submitted. Law school regrettably worth it. And she tagged it as regrettably worth it. And then we got lots of incredulous DMs, which I just get it. You know, your mileage may vary. For a lot of people, they were like, not worth it at all. Regrettably not worth it. (laughs) But I just love that, you know, one person's regrettably worth it is another person's. No, I just regret it. (laughs) Um, Sarah said putting her phone in her room after 8 p.m. Unfortunately, Mai said professional framing. I would like to add going to Ikea. Mm. I recently went to Ikea for a very specific product, which was this like extra slim mirror for the inside of a closet door that I do not know where I would have sourced anywhere else. And it was obviously such a huge pain to like get my number called the Ikea pickup thing and like have to figure out where the Ikea pickup thing even is. But you know what? Regrettably worth it. So true. Stretching. Regrettably worth it. I I think stretching is an ultimate regrettably worth it. Any day I don't stretch. I know that I didn't stretch. I still, I don't stretch and I, I'm going to regret it if I don't do it. I do want to circle back for a second to skims yeah. because it is the ultimate regrettably worth it because people, I think people have mixed feelings about Kim K. Most people I'll say have mixed feelings about Kim K. And so they'd just rather not engage yeah. with skims because there was a whole article in the cut about this at some point. Well, So then is Kim K herself regrettably worth it? I think maybe. I think that she might be in human form regrettably worth it. I think she embodies regrettably worth it. I'm not sure. I haven't spent, I'm asking the question more than stating it because you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of worth it there and there's a lot of regrettable there. I'm not sure where she comes out, but. Kim K, Kim K and law school, a collaboration. Wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Another classic, Leather Spa. Yes. Every dollar I spend at Leather Spa, I cringe. And then when the shoes come back, I regrettably worth it. it. Yeah. It's get because I realize it's like getting a new pair of shoes. Oh, exactly. Anytime That's I get my always, shoes repaired. They have done the math on their pricing. And it's not how much does it cost them to make the fix. It's how much is about fifty to a hundred dollars less than buying a new version of the thing. <laughs> and that is how they price it so that when you are standing there in shock. And doing the processing in your head and you think, well, it would still cost me more money to buy a new pair of boots. So I guess I'm just going to say yes and hand over my credit card. But this is how all repair culture should work because we should be repairing so Mm -hmm. many more things. Yeah. Yeah. Leather spa, for those who do not live in New York, is a best in class. A spa for leather. It is a spa for leather. It is a spa for leather. (laughs) It is a best in class shoe and handbag repair service that is truly outstanding the best at what they do why have we not gotten a full-blown strategist piece Mm -hmm. or the cut piece on leather spa and it's chokehold because they don't need it and they're like we're not going to open this up to you i do i want to know you think they won't participate (laughs) i hope (laughs) i do love this pitch and i hope someone runs with it i hope matthew schneier takes it on and please because i do want to know because also i as far as i can tell People have been working there for like 40 years. I It just seems like people 
start there and they stay there. And they're lifers. I they're think lifers. It's probably a family business. I think they got some funding at some point because they always used to just have that one location on 55th Street. And then they got a location in the plaza and they opened up on John Street in the financial district. I don't know. Maybe that was just them and their success and reinvesting in their own business. They also now have a sneaker care line. Right. It's New York Sneaker Society. And it the branding is right, is exactly right. With blue lettering. It's Yes, exactly. It's got the Baron Von Fancy lettering and it feels right. And yeah. I can't tell if it's the work of a marketing executive or the like. No, I'll tell you. Son or daughter of a of the owner. Nodding yes. emphatically okay. at the latter. It is the nephew right. of the yeah. owner. <laughs> and he was like, uncle, we got to get we got to go harder. Thank you for doing the, the bear thing. voice. Yes. <laughs> you did it. Yes. Uncle. Uncle. We Uncle gotta, Jimmy. We got to go harder at the sneaker thing. It's really happening. Jason Mark is eating our lunch. Give me $200,000. I got this I friend. This He's got an agency. We're going to do it right. Yeah. I've got this friend. He knows a guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. It's incredible. 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 Perfect. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to fastgrowingtrees.com for sponsoring today's episode. You know, I am staying in a house right now that is like a family house that has a lot of old stuff in it. And I found all of these certificates that my like great grandparents had bought for my grandparents that were planting a tree in someone's honor for someone's special day. And I was thinking, it, I was really surprisingly touched by it. And I was like, this is a really sweet tradition. And I do love this idea of planting a tree to sort of commemorate a moment or a person or whatever. And it struck me that you don't have to write a way to do that. You could do it in your own home. Like you could, yeah. I could for Cam's f- fifth birthday, plant a tree from fastgrowingtrees.com. And on his 25th birthday, be like, remember when? Like this thing, I just think it's such a, a sort of meaningful, sweet thing that you can do. And you also get to enjoy the tree, you know? There's also that meme of the woman um, with a, like, was it wisteria bush or like whatever, some huge, some huge like tree or shrub that like she planted when she was a child that is like massive now. I it's, haven't it's, seen it. It's real good news account stuff, Claire. It's very up your alley, very up I your alley it. and very up fast growing trees alley. Fastgrowingtrees.com has thousands of easy to grow plant, shrub and tree varieties expertly curated for your unique climate and needs from Meyer lemons to evergreens to shade trees and everything in between. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around with fast growingtrees.com. You order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. No green thumb, no problem. Fast Growing Trees plant experts are just a Zoom chat or phone call away, always available and eager to help. They can even walk you through your entire garden to help you solve problems you're having with plants and trees. Plus, Fast Growing Trees plant experts have specialized degrees and training to help troubleshoot from root to leaf. It's like telehealth for your plants. And with Fast Growing Trees 30 days live and thrive guarantee, you know everything will look great fresh out of the box. Join almost 2 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash a thing or two now to get 15% off your entire order. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Weston for sponsoring today's episode. The older I get, the more I feel like I have to just routinize everything in my life. Mm. Like I can't, I like it. I don't know. I used to feel like I could like take breaks from the routine and be oh, like, no. well, like, you know, I'm on vacation or I'm traveling for work mm-hmm. or like whatever. It's like totally fine. I'll just like 
not exercise for a few days or I'll like, you know, eat, eat like junk from the airport as mm-hmm. a meal, like a Rice Krispie treat and some gummies. What's wrong with that? How is that not dinner? And at this point, I'm like, no, I actually just like, if I don't stick to routines, if I don't work out or stretch, if I don't, you know, pack the right things in my suitcase, if I don't eat well when I'm traveling, I'm totally screwed. And Weston gets it. They like totally get this. They support all of these things that we need as new old people. Once you get to a certain age, it is just no longer the case that calories don't count when you're not in your home state. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you got to just, you got to keep up with it. And with over 200 destinations around the world, Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well, Weston hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. And at Weston, you can work out how you want. They have so many fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you are away. They have their Weston workout fitness studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. They have group runs led by Weston's run concierge, a running guide and buddy who makes it easier for you to explore the local areas, which is a personal pain point for me when traveling. Or you can borrow their workout equipment and bring it into your room and do your thing, you know, in private with Bala products and Hyperice products. And they make sure that you eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, which is designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. Their chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, so you can choose what's right for you based on desired portion size, nutritional balance, and ingredients. They make it easier for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. And let's never, ever forget about Weston's renowned heavenly bed, which is a whole thing. At Weston Hotels, there are amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port, and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. The other thing we want to discuss on this episode, Mm -hmm. driving. Mm -hmm. We were just in Los Angeles. Can you tell? Yeah. We spend a week together in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And while driving and thinking about podcast topics, we came up with this gem. I do like that at the top of this segment, we have the great flood. Do you feel like that's the right place to start? I think it gives us credibility. I think it sets the stage. <laughs> no, I think it gives us the opposite of credibility. I think it, I think it really places us within the driving community. <laughs> <laughs> so once upon a time, we sold our first business to Bed Bath & Beyond. And the two of us, once a week, would leave our team in Brooklyn and drive to New Jersey. And It came with all of the mixed emotions that you can imagine, especially when there was bad weather. And one day... And let... Can I just be clear (laughs) that whenever there was bad weather in the New... In the tri-state area, it was on days that we were driving to Jersey. Like the worst rainstorms, the worst snowstorms, the worst like heat waves, they always happened (laughs) on whatever day we were driving to Jersey. Never fail, Claire. I cannot believe the weather we got caught in for our our one day a week of commuting. No, it's absolutely true. This is... This is... There are two like two instances that I really, really remember because the other one was we got caught in a snowstorm and it took us four hours to drive home and I was pregnant and needed to pee so badly. Remember that one? And you peed at the parking garage yeah. when we when we got back because you were like, I cannot possibly. I like, there's no so other way. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was such bad rain 
And there was clearly a really bad accident if we went one way. So we asked ways to reroute us and we were driving under an overpass and there was a very big puddle. Google Maps told us not to go that way. I can't quite remember. No, Google Maps told us to go that way. No, we were directed this way, which I always use in our defense (laughs) as if relying on the app as opposed to your brain is like a a good defense. I do remember hesitating. I was driving. And there was kind of no other option, though. And like we needed to get to work. And so we drove through this big puddle. It seemed like other people had driven through it. They definitely had. It was not a puddle. No, it was a lake. It was a lake under the overpass. And obviously our car stopped driving at some point because we were basically submerged. And we were just sitting there. We, we were floating. <laughs> we Our wheels were not on the ground, so the car couldn't drive because there was no ground and wheel propulsion. Yeah. If we were a car boat, we could have made progress. Right. Well, something I learned during this is that if your car's ever sort of submerging like that and you do not accelerate because then water gets in your engine and then it's totaled. And so we were stuck in the middle of this lake and we were just sitting there not knowing what to do. And I remember all of a sudden I was like, we should roll down the windows a little bit. Don't know why. Don't know why. That was like the thing that I was like, I, why? Erica, what is this? It was so awful. I just remember when water started coming up through the bottom of the car and you were like, oh, the car is filling up with water. And it did. That's it start- when I was like, we need to roll down the windows again. Why? But I was like, this is not well, good. Because like eventually it was going to come up to our. It, it was just because eventually we would need to water. like swim out. Yeah. Eventually we would need to swim out of so the car. Awful. Also, it was like a filthy. I mean, not that there's any scenario in which this would be clean water, but it was like a filthy New Jersey off like just off the off ramp, basically. Yes. I also yes. do want to note that this was 2017 ish. Yeah. This was when Chris Christie was the governor of New Jersey, but also not doing anything other than being Trump's having fights hand. in public. And so the 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 simmering resentment towards this man who has had let his state fall into disarray. I I have added this to the list of personal grievances towards Chris Christie. So what happened mm-hmm. is as our car is sinking and it is filling up with water, there is like a man with a tow truck mm-hmm. who basically like backs into the lake and gets out and latches his tow hook mm-hmm. onto our car and pulls us out mm-hmm. and our car drains of water oh like dr- like like drains like the way if you put like a matchbox <laughs> car into a bucket were and then we, lifted it, it I out I have blocked out so much of this we I assume we Clearly. stayed in the car while he towed us out cuz where else were we going to go Of course we did Of course we did The entire um, time it's still continuing to rain Buckets. It's downpouring. Yeah. Absolutely downpouring. We get pulled out. We then have to call like various other tow trucks because this tow truck can't, whatever. There were like three tow trucks involved. Someone told us, oh yeah, this happens every time it rains here and tow trucks wait on the other side of the lake to pull people out because people always get stuck. Which is what he was doing. And that's when I got really mad at Chris Christie. <laughs> because yes, that guy yes. that guy, and another tow truck were just waiting there and we weren't the only ones who got stuck there. We watched other people get stuck there. And it still doesn't make it less embarrassing or upsetting. No. Well, or but harrowing. The, here's, here's the thing that made it less embarrassing. Well- we took a lot of pictures of it to show people what had happened. And for some people, it was like, oh, I see how that happened. And for other people, they were like, I don't understand why you would drive through that. Our husband specifically, I would put <laughs> in the latter category. Both of our husbands were like, 
come again? Uh, well, what here's the thing. Think- the, seeing it from the vantage point on the other side of it, it was more obvious that it was a pretty deep lake. The direction we approached from, it really looked like a puddle. And I do yes. think that this is a big PSA. Just don't drive through puddles that might possibly be deeper than you be realize. Lakes. Yeah, might possibly be lakes. <sighs> We basically had to call our boss Mm -hmm. and be like, we are not coming today because (laughs) the car went underwater. Uh And he was like, again, a little bit like he (laughs) He, fell into category two. Oh, he absolutely (laughs) fell into category two. He was like, I don't understand how you did this. He also had a teenage daughter. And so I think that was just his general mode. And so we went home. Wait, don't forget, we we took a really expensive Uber from New Jersey home with the rare female Uber driver who was so lovely and kind to us. You are so right. Claire, it was getting home that day. I mean, we it was awful. We were had been sitting in Oh, we were like, soaked. Sewage. We were, were physically covered. soaked. Physically soaked. You had a bag that, that was like sitting in the back seat. It was an Agnes um, Badu bag and it's like a structured leather shopping tote, but it was veg tan leather. And so you could perfectly see the waterline uh, because like midway up the bag, yes. like four inches up the bag, yes. which is insane. Yep. At some point, like our feet were up in the oh, car yeah. on the dash. I mean, it was like it, it was, was filling, filling with, with water. water slowly but surely. Getting home that day, I feel like I've never showered more thoroughly in my life. Like, I was like, is this how I catch X, Y, and Z? It has also made me someone who's incredibly scared to drive in the rain. It's definitely a trauma response. And, but it also, it's weird because my fear around driving in the rain isn't just like getting drowned again, which that's terrible. (laughs) But, and I don't want to do that, but I think I feel fairly confident that I'm going to be incredibly cautious about driving through puddles. But I just hate driving in the rain now. And now we get yeah. these insane rainstorms constantly. And I'm so insanely fearful of hydroplaning, of not being able to stop. I yeah. loathe driving in a rainstorm and at night, both of which things make me feel really like an older person. I never uh, cared at, about at driving night. at night or in the rain when I was younger. At night, super bothers me in this way, and, and I like don't wear glasses. I don't. I don't, don't need have glasses. Don't have vision issues. Yeah. Like whatever. But I'm like, how does anyone see right now? Like I don't trust that they do. Do you I get just, the like, streakiness? Of course, I think everybody does. No, I don't know. I have astigmatism, so I assume that that's what it is. I don't know. I yeah. I get the streakiness. Everything just feels like no. It's like playing a video game. I'm, I'm it's not. It's like into being it. on drugs at a nightclub. Like it's yeah. just all yeah. colored streakiness. Anyway, can we go to like full teenage moment of learning to drive? Yes, I was desperate to be able to drive, and I just <laughs> assumed because I, school wasn't super hard for me. I'm not a genius, but most school I could do. And so I figured if everybody else learned to drive, I could drive too. I didn't think it required a ton of studying and as much paying attention as it does. And I think I probably thought it was more intuitive than it is. And it turns out I find nothing about driving intuitive at all. It took me a very long time to actually pass the tests. And anything I have learned about driving, I have learned because I did it the wrong way the first time and someone called me out on it. And that- that starts with like taking the test itself, the road test. I think it took me three times to pass and all the moments where the person in, who was teaching me had to slam on the passenger side brake. You know, that really teaches you. And yeah. <laughs> I remember we hosted a foreign exchange student when I was in junior high and he stayed really close with our family. And I remember him coming back to visit when I was in high school and I was driving him somewhere. He was like, Claire, 
You drive like you're riding a horse. You don't have to keep accelerating like that. You just keep a steady foot on the gas. And I hear that in the back of my head all the time because it is still my instinct, again, because nothing about this is intuitive, to just keep like pressing it the way you'd sort of kick a horse. Keep going, keep going. You know? Do encourage it. I'm sure you're hyper aware of because you're so susceptible to car sickness and you ride with me all the time because I actually don't dislike driving at all. So I like in, you know, you don't dislike driving between you and me. I'm always the driver because I you prefer I don't mind it at all. But I famously was talking to someone on the phone once when I hit my head on the window while checking my blind spot. All these things (laughs) just don't seem to come naturally to me except for parallel parking, which I am very good at. And I was taught by a woman who was in a community theater production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. I believe I was the assistant (laughs) director at the Wilmington Drama League. And I just remember her very commanding and confidently. It was like, on our lunch break, we are going outside and I'm going to teach you how to parallel park. I'm very good at teaching people how to parallel park and we're going to do this. And bing, bang, boom, she did it. And it is one of those core memories of just like, God bless and long live the not your parent adults you meet at community theater, on sports teams, just like anything you do when you're a teenager. God bless, yeah. God bless the adults you know in your life. Yes. Who don't have authority over you. Yes. Or just like adults in your life. Yeah. May we be them. May we have them. May we have, may our children have them. Like that woman, I'm like, I think of her all the time. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah. I, I didn't know that you and I felt similarly about this. I don't think that Mm -hmm. like, I also found there to be very little intuitive about learning Mm -hmm. to drive. And I think my like core learning to drive memory is the first time I was on a road and had to make a left-hand turn mm. from uh, on like a one-way, you know, yeah. or like a one-lane road, mm-hmm. I did not slow down enough mm. to make the turn because to me it seemed utterly insane that every car behind you was just meant to wait while you did this thing. To be like, honest, I still how, think that's how insane. nutty. I don't know of a better system, but I still think it's an insane thing. It really slows things down. It really slows things down. So anyway, you know, obviously whipping the car around, just like <laughs> perfect. I also am a decently good parallel parker. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know why that is. And I, I don't think it's because anybody really taught me so much as like it has like very specific and strict rules. That is exactly why. I distinctly remember my freshman year of college, I was dating this guy who really prided himself in being capable and whatever and like a lot of patting himself on the back. And I was not a particularly good driver. And there was a time where he was attempting to parallel park in front of like, you know, the three frat houses at the college mm-hmm. we went to and like could not get it. And I had to do a like, get out and <laughs> I will park this car for you. Because he needed to stop the embarrassment of trying, but mm-hmm. also I don't think me doing it like eliminated the embarrassment, obviously. <laughs> but I did just put an end to it. You and I also were both designated drivers, which does not surprise me at all. It's interesting. I think we had different reasons. I just like did not drink in high school at all. But I still think even if you had, you would have been the designated driver. Probably. I really do think that. It just doesn't surprise me at all that both of us were. It feels core to our personalities. And there's something about the fact that we work well together that is related to the fact that we were both designated drivers. I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that. Whenever I was designated driver, it was very clear that there would be drinking and like a parent called it out once. Um, like it was clear to the parents, you mean? That was the was signal that the there was there were drinking plans that night. Okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was clear to the parents that that w- what was happening in part because I was not a particularly good driver. Right. I realized I didn't, I hadn't really processed this until for some reason the conversation of designated drivers came up in front of Cam. I think we were telling some story and Cam was like, what is a designated driver? 
I explained to him the reason I was a designated driver was because I just liked to be in control, which, you know, I still do. And I think it just really cut down on any sort of anxiety or worry I had that somebody else might drink and drive. I didn't drink that much in high school and I didn't really like it that much. Also, like, I don't know why I would. It was my, all my memories of high school drinking were Bacardi, Natty Light, Parrot Bay. But I think I was just also a really anxious person and it didn't feel like a sacrifice. It was like, if I'm the one driving, I at least know that it's safe or as safe as it can be with someone who took so long to pass her driver's test. (laughs) But I realized in explaining that to him that that was why I did it. I was like, this also just feels like a compelling argument for him to one day be the designated driver. You just get to know for sure. You get to be in charge in that way. It feels good. (laughs) You're the leader. You're the leader. (laughs) You're in control. You don't have to rely on anybody else. (sighs) You also get to decide when to leave a crappy party. Slash you're the one hassling people to be like, it's time to go. Like, Or you just like tell them to find another ride. Well, best of luck. Yeah. Yeah. I was more mercenary about it than you. (laughs) I think it would be like, well, we will then. And then you're like, well, I don't trust what that is. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm Yeah. 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 Thank you so much to Thrive Market for sponsoring today's episode. You know, I do love a grocery store visit. It's one of my small joys in life, but especially living in New York where you're not carting stuff around in your trunk, I can't do the big grocery visits. And I really like using Thrive Market to get the staples, the heavy things, the grains, the nuts, the, the stuff. The heavy that I just... things, Claire. What a great yeah. point. What a great point. <laughs> that honestly should just be a category on their site. Heavy <laughs> things that you don't want to schlep back to your apartment. The other, my other favorite thing about doing these heavy thing hauls on Thrive Market is that they have one of those Sephora style, like let us send you a free sample situations at the end. And Erica, the number of condiments I have discovered through, and you know, I love a condiment. My latest obsession is the primary kitchen Buffalo sauce. It is so good. I feel badly cheating on the like iconic main brand, but it is really good. I'm, I'm dipping carrots. I'm dipping celery. I'm dipping whatever. It's very good. Um, they have great prices on stuff. They have great savings. Go crazy in the bulk aisle, the digital bulk aisle of Thrive Market. And when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash a thing or two for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash a thing or two. Thrivemarket.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Olive and June for sponsoring today's episode. So I have been committed to using Olive and June for like at-home pedicure since like early pandemic, um, yeah. basically. I like have just, yeah, this is the way I do it. This is this is what works for me. It's great for me. And I was feeling really lazy like a month ago and you and I were like out running errands and I was like, I'm just going to make a pedicure appointment. And like, mm-hmm. there was a place like two or three blocks from where we were. And I was like, I'm just going to do this. It's going to be easier, whatever, whatever. I show up and Claire, I had booked the appointment for the wrong day um, oh. and it was fine. You know, they made it work or whatever, but I was like, this is, this system's not good for me. Like there are too many variables. <laughs> it was the universe that. telling you that you should not be getting house. a pedicure because you can't even make an appointment. No. A virgin who can't drive, do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. 
You know what? We love Olive and June for so many reasons. They are true geniuses when it comes to an at-home manicure. When you get one of their kits, you have everything you need for a salon quality manicure or pedicure in one single box. You customize it with your choice of six polishes, which I was also thinking like if you're doing like a Taylor Swift era's style mm. nail, you can probably get figured out mostly with those six nail polishes. The polish does not chip, lasts seven days or more. This breaks down to just $2 a manicure. Their cuticle serum, everyone knows, is the best cuticle serum. It has won all sorts of awards. Their acetone-free polish remover pot is yet another one of these genius products that they have where you just dip your finger in and there's a little spongy thing and you don't have to get out the cotton balls and make a mess. Um, They also have these press-ons that I'm very interested in. I feel like this could be an answer for people who who still feel not confident in doing their own nails. You just press these things right on. They look real. They last forever. They are better than gel. You do it in less than 10 minutes and you are done. And this is an Allure Best of Beauty winner product. They also have their quick dry, which is incredible. You got to check this stuff out. Visit oliveandjune.com slash a thing or two for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash A-T-H-I-N-G-O-R-T-W-O for 20% off your first Manny system. Something that we didn't have where I grew up, but I have really come to love in New York is the drive through car wash. I'm obsessed with it. You didn't have a drive through car wash? I'm sure we did. It was just like not whatever the closest one was the kind where you got out and they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would like watch from a little, you would watch your car go through from a little store that had the funniest assortment of merchandise. Yeah, 100%. Okay, okay. But no, we have one really close to our house now and I cannot believe how blissful I find it. It is just somebody submitted as a thingy recently. And I was like, yes, this, yes, this is a thingy. It is so calming to me. Nobody can see you. The swooshing is soothing. Do you know that feeling? We've talked about this before, like when shit's unrelenting at work and it's been like weeks and months of just constant stress and with no relief. I would always used to picture just being like in an ocean and just submerging myself and everything being quiet. That was my fantasy of how all of the stress would stop. Being in a car wash is the closest I can get to that. Being in a drive-through car wash. It's just like you're submerged. Nobody can get to you. It's not sensory deprivation because it's actually a lot of stimulation, but there's something about it. It's like white, it's, it's white noise turned and also whatever the visual equivalent of white noise is. I just love it. Yeah. Chris took me on mother's day as a surprise and it was like, Okay. You know, he also did other nice things for Mother's Day. But <laughs> but that was among yeah. your treats. Mm-hmm. This is something that you and Kris Jenner have in common. I had um, no idea. So there's an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where she compares a drive through car wash at a gas station to Disneyland. And oh. it's her and Kylie in the car. And when they drive in, she's like, oh, this is amazing. We have to bring the kids here. (gasps) This is the best $12 I ever spent. Like the whole thing, which is like, it has its like comedic, ridiculous, whatever bit. It is delightful. And there's also something a little bit sad about it Mm -hmm. because she expresses later in this episode that this is basically one of the few mundane public things that she as a celebrity Mm. can do where there's privacy. Like she can be out in the world and doing like a totally innocuous 
normal person, like normie thing. Yes. But nobody can really take pictures of her. Nobody can capture this moment. Obviously, except for the camera crew of the show that was like in the car with her. Please. She just like bemoans not being able to go to the grocery store for obvious reasons. Yeah, but she has this. I had no idea. In general, it didn't really occur to me that other people shared this passion until someone submitted it as a thingy. I love that Kris Jenner considers this a thingy. It's it's truly fascinating. Kris Jenner could have been the person who submitted this as a thingy. She might have been. She might have really been. I really love that other people share this. And I think, I'm, I think I need to spend some time thinking about what it actually is that makes it such a blissful place. But I'm sure someone else will have have articulate thoughts on it because, yeah, I yes. think it's the best. I would like to spend a moment talking about car accessories yes. of various ilk. Yes. Another thingy that came up was the car trash can. Yes. Um, and everybody responded like, and was like, but which one? Which I need one? a link. Which brand? We do not know. We don't. There are various like silicone looking ones that attach to the, you know, the side compartment on the side of a door yes. that is sort of useless for anything. Mm-hmm. That's a great place for a car trash can. Yeah. It like attaches to the side of that as one option. There's another one, a wire cutter that is like fairly large that attaches to the the to like the middle console seat. in the oh. front. Yeah. Mm. But it's like a little, it's, it's fairly big. I'm seeing some that attach to the back of one of the front seats. So it's like whoever's sitting in the back seat can use it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's a great variety. I don't think it really matters which one you get so much as that you have a trash can in your car. Um, I think that that's very the smart. actual takeaway because trash accumulates in cars and otherwise you just have like a weird bag of stuff that you're like that gets moved around between the seats. Yes. Or you just have trash rolling all over your car. Listen, that's the kind of car I grew up in. Trash you know, rolling around I everywhere. think that's the so kind of car that it. Cam is growing up in, too. You think so? We just don't use it enough for it to truly be like that, but I wouldn't say it's a clean car. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, a tight car. Fair, fair, fair. I learned about car tweezers recently. I had not, Did you know about them? No, but they came up a few months ago. Something we talked about on this podcast. Because um, it was- Someone surfaced the idea of car tweezers. Yes. And also just it's, it, it's a topic that coincides with getting more facial, women getting more facial hair as they age. Oh, it came up as a thingy submission. And someone was like, are these tweezers that you're using to pick things up that fall between the cracks in the car? (laughs) Could be. That could be the secondary use case. These are tweezers you're using because the light catches just right and you can Mm -hmm. like capture a stray hair on your chin while you're at a stoplight. And there's really good TikTok. (laughs) Sitting at a red light with that good lighting when you see a car of 20-something girls drive by that don't have car tweezers yet. People know about this car tweezers thing and I didn't know. It's well, we're, you know, we are, as you can tell from this episode, novice drivers. Yes. We are novice <laughs> drivers. Other car accessory having, truly having a moment, I would say. I think we can. You will allow this one. I'll you allow will this. say this one. Yeah. Okay. Up, okay. Upscale car fresheners. Upscale car fresheners. Mm-hmm. So it started with DS and Durga, as far as I am concerned. There are now a bunch more, including Three Potato Four, which makes more like cute little designs. Mm-hmm. And then LA Brucket, which does ones that look like hang tags almost. Yep. And it have like scents like Hinoki. And then Hello Adrian has one with the scent of a real Jersey tomato garden. Love that. So good. So good. And it's like tomato shaped. I don't, I like do not understand what has sparked this. And all I can posit is that there is like a producer that is not producing these mm. that has that like everybody knows about who's in this space and has led to the uptick. That seems like I mean, it's either that or that Uber has made people using car services so much more frequent. And I think that car services are a number one uh, consumer 
of air fresheners and they're all but i don't so think they're bad. buying cute ones I don't know. Have I you just ever think, been in an Uber with a cute one? No, I mean this is my number one complaint. Black ice. Uber. Not my number one complaint about Uber, but this is I, I hate <laughs> air fresheners. But I just think now everybody, you know, in the gig economy, everybody's car is also a car service car. There's just there's more of a it's a bigger market, and so you're getting okay. stratification. I don't know. Or or yes, some manufacturer just figured out a good way to make pretty air fresheners and now all the designers or are like calling. It, basically like not even pretty just like applying custom. the scent of other brands exactly yes. exactly custom ones mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's like at some point during of a kind's run we saw just like a sudden burst of knit blankets mm-hmm. on the scene yes and it became very obvious that oh these there was a factory are, in virginia or something who was yeah north carolina yeah. exactly exactly mm-hmm. it was like making all these knit blankets yes. and it just like clarified everything yes yeah can we talk about car lashes? Claire, we may. Car lashes <laughs> is one of those things that I was like a little surprised by how taken I was with this story. Car lashes, you know, the lashes that you put on the headlights of a car. So that they make your car look like a character from the Pixar movie Cars. They Correct. make your car look like Sally or a cousin of Sally. Exactly. This company was founded in 2010 by Dottie Small in Park City, Utah, and her husband, Robert. There is something very gibbets about this story. Yes. <laughs> car lashes were not doing anything, not selling very well. Robert uploaded a video on YouTube and the video got response, but the video got response from the like auto bloggers who were decrying that like mm. car lashes were happening. What an atrocity. Can you believe this? Complete nonsense. Jesus Christ. Whole thing. Okay. Okay. Women would jump in to defend the product, which led to like car lashes viral moment. Wow. Wow. There is definitely something happening here about the fact that there are not car accessories that mm-hmm. are targeting women mm-hmm. and like not car brands that are targeting women in this way. Yeah. I also, to take this one to three steps too far, mm-hmm. think that there's like a little bit of like a Barbie effect of mm. just like, look what happens when you give women a thing. <laughs> like, just give them a thing. Look what happens when you let cars be women. Look what happens when you let cars look be women. Look what happens when you let cars wear mascara. Exactly. (laughs) Some cars want to wear mascara and what is wrong with that? It is so funny to me. Like, it is a very funny gag for your headlights, for your car's headlights to have thick, voluminous, sometimes pink eyelashes. They have a lot of styles. I also, there is something about it that speaks to me. I don't think I personally need car lashes, but I do really like the idea of anthropomorphizing mm-hmm. cars, which I gladly do. Mm-hmm. And you gladly do not. Like, well, I just steer. don't want to like set myself up for heartbreak in that way. For when you have to yeah, say goodbye to is, the car. Yeah, it's a, we, this is a different way in which we move through the world differently. <laughs> yeah. Avoiding this is heartbreak why I'm or not. Avoiding it and courting yeah, it. This is why you don't have a pet. Yeah. That is a big reason like, for same. sure. Um, it's a big it reason, reason for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cam the Camry mm-hmm. was, you know, the namesake, your namesake of, yes, my son. Yeah. Yeah. He was a 1992 Camry. Mm-hmm. He was the absolute perfect car. And I refer to him by his name all the time. Mm-hmm. Whenever I go on vacation, pretty much always Thomas and I name the car. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember most of the car's names. Yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. But I think it makes me... I tell myself that it makes me more grateful for them. And, you know, the way that they. (laughs) No, you're not buying it. No, I just I don't know what. Like, is that something that you're missing in your life is gratitude for a car? 
if if you don't. Well, it protects it. you and gets you places. Well, of course, I I'm not saying you shouldn't be grateful for a car. It's easier for me to express the gratitude mm. if it is okay. like yeah. anthropomorphized and has a name. You do have more patience and sympathy for a car's errors. Yes, you're like Cam's just trying his best. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's just he's a 25 year old Camry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, what could he do? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. yeah. yeah. No, but that makes it all the more sad when you have to say goodbye. It was fine. I mean, the problem, I, I I wouldn't have, I've never anthropomorphized my cars. I haven't had that many cars because I've lived in cities since leaving my parents' house. But I now have, the car that I drive now was my late grandmother's. And so I'm especially nervous about when we have to say goodbye to it. And I think that naming it would make that worse. You have named it. It has yes. a name. Its name is Sadie. Yes. I use it again. You don't call it that. You don't, even when I say it, you're like, mm. like a little bit like I don't know her. Chris and Cam call it the Bing Bong car. I don't know where that the, came the, from. The Bing Bong car? Yeah, that's that's its Bing family Bong. name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Bing Bong from Inside Out? Yeah, that probably has something to do with it because we did go through a big inside out phase in our family. Yeah. That must be it. But I don't think that there's a logical connection between Bing Bong, no, the imaginary character, and this car. Just a namesake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You pulled a really good bit about car conversations from Megan Palmer's newsletter that's called That's So Interesting that gets at something that we've thought a lot about. We've thought a lot about. So she wrote in a recent newsletter, something about the freedom of a long drive makes space for memorable conversation. A similar sort of magic happens on a plane when with nothing to distract me, I immerse myself in whatever's playing on my little seat back screen, laughing and crying with reckless abandon. The car ride provides a similar setting, a span of time in which nothing is owed and nothing needs to be accomplished or gained. Love a good long I don't think I'd thought, yeah, I don't think I had thought of it in that particular framing of the like nothing is owed and nothing needs to be accomplished or gained, Mm -hmm. but that does feel, because it's it's not a meeting. It's free time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's not a meeting. It's not a meeting. Well, to bring this back full circle, we used to have extremely productive conversations in those car rides to New Jersey and would like save certain conversations for those car rides to New Jersey and kind of also learn to disagree with each other better in those yeah. car rides to New Jersey because we didn't have to look at each look other. At each other. So you could have more yeah. difficult conversations about stuff or just like surface, even if it wasn't a disagreement, just like a difficult topic was easier to discuss in those car rides. And so we did sort of make that a thing where we're like, okay, that's a car ride conversation. You don't have to look at somebody. That is a space for that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you also like you see it in movies and stuff like teenage character in a front seat. It's a time honored tradition of taking a teenager on a drive to have a hard conversation. (laughs) Correct. Correct. That is exactly right. A time honored tradition. You know, it's you transition from toddlerhood where you do fake phone calls with them so they'll tell you things. And then (laughs) you start putting them in the front seat of the car and hope that they'll tell you things because they don't have to look at you. Uh, it's a journey. Yeah, it's it's a, journey. Really a journey, Claire. Yeah. I would like to call out for follow up on an upcoming episode. Yes. Any thoughts on audiobooks? Yes. I have some, but would like some recommendations mm-hmm. for good audiobooks for like group listening, whatever. And then songs to blast. Yes. I just, yeah, I feel like blasting a song in a car is also just a- another, again, time honored tradition. Oh my God. I was so obnoxious as a teen with the Mariah Carey. God, I was obnoxious. Mariah Carey is meant to be blasted in a car. That's how I feel. That is how yeah. I feel. That's just yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the show. 
This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.